Good morning. Welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us on this Friday morning. Lost a good friend yesterday, a friend and someone who has been a mentor to me, Some of the, one of the uh, handful of people who has greatly shaped my life and teaching. And if you come to our Daily Word and Prayer each day, as I know many of you do, much of what I share has been uh, born into my life, or the seed was planted in my life by an old friend, Herschel Martindale, who passed away from COVID symptoms yesterday at the age of 93. I thought this morning I'd like to share some of the things that uh, that he has impacted my life, just three brief stories I'd like to share that I think will be an encouragement to you, and I hope will be. The first was, uh, I was a young man, age I had just turned 18, and I was invited to go on a weekend retreat up into New York State, and Herschel happened to be the um, the featured speaker at this conference. There was probably under 100 of us there. Again, I was just still a senior in high school, and I remember the teaching had, I remember much of it as if it were just like last month or something. Matter of fact, a Keith phrase he shared there has stuck with me all of my life. All that God is, is available to the one who is available to all that God is. That was a, that was a deep message from Herschel, that our God is a powerful God, a mighty God. With God, all things are possible, but God doesn't keep all that to himself. Herschel would share verses like 2 Chronicles 16, 9, that the eyes of the Lord move to and fro through the whole earth, that he may strongly support the one whose heart is completely his. And then from 1 Samuel chapter 2, where he writes, uh, where, where 1 Samuel chapter 2, where God writes um, that, that God is looking for a man who will do according to what's on God's heart and God's will, and that God will support such a person. So the message was often, what is on God's heart? What is God wanting to accomplish? What, what does God care about? And of course, that message would often come through on Second Story, which I'll tell you here in just a second. But that first retreat, I still remember the themes of grace, and God's grace is available to the humble, that, that God is able to make all grace abound to you, that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. We read in 2 Corinthians 9. See, these verses that I learned that weekend that Herschel taught, they have been drilled, dr- they were drilled into my soul that weekend. And all these, what, 47 years later now, they still resonate within me. And I'm so grateful to have been exposed to someone teaching the power of God's grace, the, the plan God has, the heart of God, the, the, the mightiness of God available if we will simply have faith. And who has faith? Humble people. These themes that I learned that weekend have continued to guide my life now these many, many, many years. Second story I'd like to share was a story that, that Herschel uh, has shared with many of us and it's had a great impact because it had a great impact on him. He was at a conference, Herschel's from Houston. He, he had grown up as an unbeliever. He'd led a somewhat wild life. He was in the army, and he got saved. 
and he his life began to change radically. He went back. He ended up going to seminary, became a pastor in a church, had a successful church, a secure job, uh, provided a salary, a house, a car. I believe he had a radio ministry in Houston, Texas, and he was well thought of by his, his peers, other pastors, and well-known in the city. Well, he was attending a conference in Houston, being led by Dr. Bill Bright of Campus Crusade for Christ. And uh, Bill Bright talked about you know, spiritual breathing and some of the things that he was known for teaching. But on the last day, he talked about the Great Commission, the importance of the Great Commission. At lunch, they were different pastors were seated, and Bill came up to Herschel's table and asked if he could join them in, and just he had a couple questions for them. So they, they said, sure. These were the questions. Number one, do you believe God wants to reach every person with the gospel in our generation? Herschel recounts with, you know, with verses like John 3:16 in the Bible and what Bill Bright had been speaking on that morning. He said, well, of course, how could you say no? That there's, it's God's desire that there be whole groups of people, whole nations of people who perish without having heard. So he said, yes, of course. The second question, though, was this. If every Christian in the world were doing the things you're doing, would the world be reached in our generation? Now, that hit Herschel like a ton of bricks. And I don't know how you responded to it, but I'll tell you what he did. He didn't finish the conference. He went out in a field outside the Astrodome there and uh, laid down that field and cried and cried and cried. He said, here I am, a successful pastor. I'm well known in the city amongst Christians. But the people right next door aren't having, we haven't, we haven't won the, reached the people right next door. We haven't reached the people with the gospel living right next door to us. Most of our growth is coming from transfer. Most of our growth is coming from people who've just been in other churches and they're switching over to our church. And the idea of actually reaching the lost, the, reaching them around the world, he wasn't reaching them right next door. It was a monumental moment for his life. He cried to God and he said, God, I'll do anything you want me to do. I want to be involved in the Great Commission. He ended up resigning from his church. He moved down near the campus there. They began to reach out to students. They began to be involved in what it would take to make disciples. I dare say that Herschel made, that was a big sacrifice. It was a financial sacrifice, a sacrifice of security. It was trusting God. It was getting out on a limb. But oh my goodness, the fruit that was born from that decision and the thousands of people who've been impacted in the way I have been by this man and his ministry, I think would it, I think he's glad he made that decision. Today, into heaven, I think he's glad to have made that decision. And it's a question you and I, each of us, ought to contemplate, isn't it? One, isn't it? If every Christian were doing what we're doing, here I am in full-time ministry. It's a question that, that pierces my heart. Now, sometimes I think if every Christian were doing what I do it out on campus, this world would be a crazy place. But the point is, we each have gifts, we each have abilities. Are we fully using them to advance the purposes of God, to reach the lost and make disciples, to fulfill the Great Commission? Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I've commanded you, Lord, I'm with you always, even at the end of the age. You know, my friend Herschel ended up having ministry in so many countries. He was, I believe, he was 
in his mid to late 60s when he began our in our Great Commission churches began outreach into Europe. And from that, dozens and dozens of missionaries have moved to Europe, which is a dark continent. That's a lost place. As I've gone there, I've found people that are just as lost there as when I go to India and see you know, a Hindu nation, Muslim nations, Muslim areas. People in, in Europe are, are just as lost. So few of them are saved. They've gone over to atheism, secularism, and skepticism. And Herschel led that what has been a blossoming moment now, churches throughout uh, Europe, that he started even as an older man. We're grateful for that pioneering spirit. The last thing, the story I want to tell you had to do with just maybe three, four years ago. I forget how many. And I believe this may have been Herschel's last appearance at a conference. Now, Herschel probably taught hundreds of retreats and conferences. But as he was getting older, and, and uh, probably about three, four, five years ago, and what I believe ended up probably being the last appearance he had at a significant or major conference was at Faith Walkers. And as he, due to his age and, and um, some of the limitations he had, we made it an interview. And I had the privilege of interviewing him and allowing him, just asking him a couple of questions and letting him wax eloquently there at the Faith Walkers conference. Remember the key verse he shared that day was from Luke 8.18. Be careful how you listen. Whoever has, to him more shall be given. And whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, shall be taken away from him. And Herschel would often challenge us with how we approach the Bible. Be careful how you listen. He would stress knowledge does not equal maturity. This is a big error in the Christian world that we make, not only in America, but throughout the world. The belief that the more I know, the more mature I am. That if I just have a lot of Bible knowledge, that means I've, I've got my life together. Well, he, he sounded the clarion call on this for a long time. No, it's obedience to what we know equals maturity. It's obedience to the Scripture, not the knowledge of the Scripture. And indeed, one of the big problems in the Christian church one of the sources of our own weakness is that so many people have been put into positions of leadership and authority because of their knowledge, because they, were, they, they understand the theology or they, they can pass a test or they were ordained based on what they knew without their life ever being tested to see, are you doing these things? And of course, that's a catastrophe for not only a scandal or spiritual disaster, in a church, but it makes a church impotent and weak because what do those guys then teach? They don't teach people how to obey the word because they're not doing it. They just teach people knowledge of the word and we can quickly become, well, we can, we can just become people who know a lot but don't do a lot. Scripture says, 1 Corinthians 8, 1, knowledge puffs up or knowledge makes arrogant but love edifies. One translation, knowledge puffs up, love builds up. And Herschel always challenges, be careful how you listen. Because if, the, if there's a gap between what you know and what you're doing, 
that gap, according to James chapter 1, is the area of our deception. Be careful. Be prove yourselves, it says, doers of the world, word, and not merely hearers who deceive themselves, delude themselves. And what do you teach us? The gap between what you know and what you're doing is the, the realm of potential deception or delusion in your life. And so Herschel, you know, he gave us that. I remember him giving us that message in the 70s. That was the final message I heard him give just a few years back. And I often marvel that Herschel didn't need to come up with something new. He, You know, many pastors feel they have to do that. I'm tempted to feel like on this daily word and prayer, I've got to come up with something. What What's something I haven't taught yet? No, he didn't seem to worry about coming up with something new. He, seemed, he simply said he knew the simple, basic aspects of the Christian life. He wanted to teach them, say it often, and when he did, it had an impact. So I'm grateful for the impact he had in my life. I feel a sense of loss and sorrow, shock. Probably I and many others, some of you who knew Herschel, maybe feel in the same way when I heard the news yesterday. It is our loss. It is a challenge to me to make sure that I, I am being careful how I listen. I'm being careful to make sure I'm an obedient man and that I'm narrowing that gap between what I know from God's Word and what I'm doing in God's Word. I'm inspired to carry on, to take the responsibility. My last words in the, my daily email last night was, Herschel, hope enjoy your homecoming. We'll, we'll carry on down here and we'll see you on the other side. Father, we thank you so much for these vital lessons that you used your servant and a man who loved you and just enjoyed hearing from you and sitting at your feet, having the spirit of Mary who delighted to just hear the one thing necessary to hear the word of God. I bless you for him, Lord. I thank you. You've brought him into my life. And as you've brought him home now, I pray, Father, for myself for others who loved and respect and looked up to him, and particularly for his wife, Mardine, and his kids, his family, his extended family, for your comfort, your encouragement. We've been blessed, and we're thankful. And I pray, Lord, that as those of us here on earth would carry on with these vital lessons. Thank you that all that you are, all your power, your wisdom, your knowledge, your gifts, your grace, it's available to us. If we're just available to you, teach us, Lord, how to be people available to our God. Teach us how to be humble, men and women of faith, available to God. We pray, Father, that we would be living in such a way that would be exemplary, and that the goals and purposes you have on earth, that we would be an example. And we wouldn't just talk about them, but we'd be doing these things. And Lord, I just pray for each of us in our spheres of influence, in our families and neighborhoods, wherever we are, and if you would call or lead any of us, Lord, to, to expand that, even in missions, even overseas or wherever, that we'd be people who could say, yes, if everyone were doing the things I'm doing, the purposes of God would be accomplished. This great commission would be fulfilled. Help us, Lord, to live this way. And finally, Lord, thank you for your word. We respect it. We revere it. We believe the Bible, the scriptures come from you as your message to us, so we Receive it with a humble, faith-filled, obedient spirit. 
I pray, Father, we not fall into the trap that thinking that we know a lot means we are mature. But rather, the test of that is our obedience to your word. And we pray that even this day, we'd be obedient to you. We thank you today. We bless you. Feel a sense of loss, Father. But we thank you that you are our rock, as we talk about here often. And so we regroup. I regroup, Lord. I refocus. And remember, you're our rock. You're my refuge. You're our strength. And we are inspired by earthly examples you give us. Inspired most of all by you and your spirit that lives within us. We bless you today. We give you this day to follow you fully. We love you now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So I hope this tribute has been a blessing to you. It's been a blessing to me to think about this. And uh, we're grateful. I'm grateful for men in my life who have such a powerful impact. I hope God is using me to have an impact in your life. I come here every day. This is our daily word and prayer. I come here every day for your sake. I come here in the hopes that God will use this word and the things I've learned, I want to pass them on to you. So I do hope you join me here each day. If you're new, welcome. We're here every day, 8.30 a.m. live, or you can watch anytime throughout the day or even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. Just search for me, Tom the Preacher. And I hope you come back every day. We believe in getting the Word of God every day, sitting at His feet, being that spirit of Martha, or excuse me, of Mary, who chose the one thing that was necessary. As Jesus said, only one thing is necessary. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that shall I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, to meditate in His temple. Psalm 27, verse 4. Herschel lived this verse. I'm inspired to want to live it even more. So until we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, comfort you, fill you with His grace, His peace, His love, His courage. Might you be blessed of the Lord. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.